Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Blood Red podcast. I am your host, Stephen Killen, and today I'm joined by esteemed colleague Ian Doyle. Ian, how are you? I'm okay. Are you nervous? No, I've, I've had... Good. I've feel good. Good. Excellent. And on, on, to my left or to... to the viewers right, it's Theo. <laughs> Theo, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, you've spilled a bit of water on yourself there. I know. Is it to the listeners right as well? It could be in your left ear, it could be in your right ear. Who yeah, knows? both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get over that. But what, Loudspeaker? Yeah. If you're listening in one of the many countries that do follow us, thank you. Please hit that like, subscribe, so you don't miss a single episode. To our viewers in Australia, good day. And we'll start off with... <laughs> what sort of accents do you do? I don't know. Nah, what, what, about, to go. what about our, our listeners in Germany? Guten Tag. Hello. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll start off with you. Ian, um, you were at the press conference today. I was. How, how was like, Jürgen? Was he in jovial mood? He was, he was late? He was late? That's yeah. very unusual, yeah. I, I reckon that's something to do with this documentary. That's the, the, no, the, the, I thought they said what the reason was. Was it? I wasn't listening. What was, was it? Getting the manager of the month. Oh, well, there you go. There was a good reason for it then. No. But, did he really say that? So, I thought that's what they were alluding to at the start, because it was Vinny, wasn't it, saying, I'm sure you've been posting for a few pictures, but we can't talk about that yet. Oh, well, it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, um, it probably was that. But, um, yeah, the, also the documentary crew were there. Yeah. Um, they've been knocking around, they um trying to get us to, towards them, and we're just ignoring them. Um, yeah, so no, Jürgen was in fine form, really. Um, he just, uh, I'm sure we're going to go through some of the things in a minute, but the main talking point from the press conference was the injuries and... You know, he mentioned there's one player, two players coming back, uh, but there are also two players who are not going to be available, and one of them definitely is not going to be available for a rather big game Liverpool have coming up. Should we go into that now? Yeah, Luton, yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously that's Trent. Uh, we did the story. We actually broke in the Times first on uh, on what day was it? Is it Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. That uh, Trent aggravated his knee problem that he suffered first against Arsenal. Uh, that was in the FA Cup, which ruled him out for a few weeks. Then he came back, made a couple of sub-appearances, made a couple of starts, but he went off after just before the hour at Arsenal in the league game and then at half-time at Burnley. And now he's going to be out for a few more weeks. Definitely out for the Cup final, League Cup final against Chelsea. Um, could be back for the City game in the Premier League. That's on March the 10th. I think that's right mm-hmm. on the Sunday. But again, we don't really know. There's been no timescale set. The other player was mentioned was Sabosla, who's been out for a, a few games already. Similar to Trent, he aggravated a, a, an existing problem, his hamstring for him. And uh, he might be back for the final. Klopp didn't really want to give away too much on that. Um, I would imagine 
it's one of these ones where if there's a chance he could play, he'll play. But if if not, then they're not going to. I don't think they'll overly overly risk him. I don't think, especially with there being so many big games coming up after that. And Liverpool do have a a lot of players now available in midfield, even even though you know Thiago's another one who's out. So the other player that. Uh, in terms of coming back, you know, Mohamed Salah started training again this week. He's missed the last eight games. He'll be involved in some way against Brentford. And then Conor Bradley is obviously back here. Obviously, a compassionate leave after, after the death of his father. I've missed two ill players. Two ill players, of course. Yes, Alison Becker and Joe Gomez. They are also available because they don't have the flu anymore, basically. <laughs> it's amazing how this happens, isn't yeah. it? You can have the flu and then Joe you miss quarter often. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, that's why he's not here. He's coughing his guts up, isn't he? Should have really mentioned that at the start. I am a, a late replacement. Yeah. Failed a late fitness test. The office heard, heard some of the coughs. but I <laughs> Yeah, I think we, we told him, yeah. stay away from us, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've literally been moved central, but I am back in the hot seat. But no, they're just on trends. Klopp was quite spiky in um, his assessment at the times. So he sort of took aim at people, suggesting he's been rushed back, and he's, he says if they're fit to play, they're fit to play, and they, they haven't been rushed back. Yeah, I can understand why he's come out and said that. He's always very uh, passionate when he defends his colleagues. Like he's got into a, a crosswords with a few of our colleagues in the past, where even stuff that's been said about some of the staff at Liverpool. But medical team-wise, there has been a bit of criticism about two players now coming back and then being struck down again with a couple of weeks. Like, we're not experts. We're not going to know what the issue is there. And, to, and Klopp said that himself. Like We're not going to know if they hadn't played those games, if they'd have picked it up anyway. It's just one of those things. They were fit to play. They said they were fit to play. The medical staff said they were fit to play. And then after a couple of games, they suffer these fresh issues. It's just um, another case for Liverpool where at least they've got players coming back when they lose players to injury. It's always very timely for them. I'm not going to have Conor Bradley back in contention to replace Trent. Uh, Joe Gomez could go at right back as well. And midfield, well, we've seen Harvey Elliott do so well. Graven Birch, he got a little bit of a knock in the, the warm-up last week, but he seems like he's come through unscathed. We've got options there. You just want them back healthy when the time comes, whether that's in time for the cup final or it's a couple of weeks after that. Like Liverpool season doesn't end with the League Cup final. They want that to be the first of many trophies this season. You'd much rather have Trent and Sabosley fit for May, April time, when you are going for everything on all four fronts. And totally just on Bradley, I think when he had that compassionate leave mm. a couple of weeks ago, it was almost like, oh, he's, he's been starting so well. He was pretty much on the on the crust of a wave, and then obviously the, the very sad news of his dad's passing, and then almost felt like Trent was back in straight away, and now he's straight back out, and now Bradley can hopefully resume his good good run of form. Yeah, in fact, he got the uh, the fans player of the month, didn't he? Was it yeah, Liverpool? Well. Did he get the PFA one as well? Yeah, so he got the player of the month, which for somebody who's only played two Premier League games, they're his first two games. That's not bad going. Um, yeah, obviously, what 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 you know, Conor Bradley's form before it was obviously forced to step out of the team for a short while it was excellent, wasn't it? I mean, he couldn't have done much more, and. Well, it was probably a bit of a question over do you start Trent or do you start Conor Bradley? I think pretty sure it was going to be Trent. But I think begs the question of I'm I'm convinced that that Arsenal game that Trent wouldn't have played had Conor Bradley been available um, because I don't think he was fully fit. It looked like a late call. Yeah, he, 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 he didn't seem fully fit. Not in terms of injury, although it just turned out that probably was what the case was. He just didn't look fit. He didn't look as though he was confident enough in his his own body. Yeah. yeah, and you can just, whether that's been playing on his mind a little bit, I don't know, but it's funny just going back to you mentioned, we hadn't mentioned Alisson or uh, Joe Gomez. It's because like they were back in training on like Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. whenever it was, and you know, I'm pretty sure that our listeners are quite learned individuals when it comes to keeping up to date with, with Liverpool, so I just assume that they'd know that. <laughs> it's my excuse anyway for not mentioning them. 
And just on Sobber's line, I think it's been difficult without him at times, really, hasn't it? Where he's been good, he's had a bit of a, a lull in form, and now he's back out the team again. It's but you mentioned there is a, a plethora of midfielders. There is in that position. It's just whether any of them are as good in that position as he is. But I mean, Liverpool found a way around it against. Um, against Burnley by playing Endo, McAllister and Jones. And McAllister was on the right, which he's, I don't think he's, he may have played there in the summer in a couple of games, a couple of halves, but he hasn't really played there this season. He's normally played as the number six or on the left. And I think he'd prefer to be on the left. But Curtis has done that well there, that Liverpool didn't want to switch it around. Whether or not they do something a bit different at Brentford on Saturday, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later on when we pick our teams. But there's also Harvey Elliott could come in. Um, and then... Ryan Gravenberch at a push, I think, you know, we've, we've spoken a few times about him and the obvious difficulties that he's found playing uh, you know, the Premier League the first season, having hardly played previous years, still young, etc, etc. So there are alternatives for Liverpool, but I think ideally they'd want Sabosley to be fit because when he's been on his game, which was when he first started the first few months and then when he came back, his, his couple of appearances, he, he, he set up a goal, didn't he, against Norwich and then scored against Chelsea and he looked more like the player he'd, he'd started the season in those first couple of first couple of months. So I think he'd actually benefited from having a rest. So his injury in particular is, is, is quite bad time. And I think anything with your better players, like Conor Bradley could come in and play right back and do really well for a few weeks. But if Trent's out for any length of time, you'll end up missing him because he is one of Liverpool's best players. And he's obviously been very integral to the change in formation that's allowed Liverpool to, what does it go from, being not particularly great 12 months ago to being top of the league and still in the other three competitions. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Theo, it's, it's almost the case when one door opens, one, one door closes and the one opens. And I think for the likes of Jones and Elliot, with Sobosly being out and maybe even grab a base or big Tory says a push, it's a perfect opportunity for them to stake the claim because they haven't put a foot wrong when they have been in the team, have they? I don't really think you can include Jones in that, to be honest. I think he's um staking stake his claim, got his place in that team, deservedly so over the last couple of months. He's one of the first names on the team sheet now. But you get your point with the Elliot and Graven Birch, like you're expecting them to be able to follow Jones' example and make it a case of you can't be dropped anymore. I, personally, I'd be surprised if Elliot starts this one because Klopp's always, when he talks about Brentford, says how physical they are, they're good at set pieces, and he lo- usually likes his higher, big-profile players there. And maybe that would suit a Gravenberch, whether he's used to that sort of challenge yet, we'll wait and see. But he's still making such a, a good impact off the bench. Like He was superb last week when he comes on and gets his two assists. Klopp alluded to this in the press conference, saying when he comes on, he's brilliant. When he starts, it's not the same. But he is only 20, and I know you can say this so many times, just because he's been with the team for so long, you forget how young he is. He's younger than Quantzer, he's the same age group as Connor Bradley, and these are players everyone's getting excited about because of how well they're doing this year. If Harvey Elliott had only just come into the Liverpool team this year, you'd be talking about him far more than the others because he's at that much higher a level for the age he's been at, but you take him a bit for granted, the same as we did for Curtis Jones a year or two ago. Give Elliott a couple of years, you'll be finding that consistency 
you'd expect the same for Grav and Birch as well. But at the moment, when they do get those opportunities, you do want to see them state the claim, grab it with both hands for these starting games because they are going to be needed for the final few months of the season. There's going to have to be rotation. There is going to be more injuries because Liverpool plays such an intense game. And if they can step up, then Liverpool got a great chance in all competitions. And there's been a timely boost as well with, with Mohamed Salah getting back. I think he made a joke in the pre in one of the training videos where he said he's still got it. And Liverpool haven't really missed them, but it poses a question. Is this the sort of game that you do? Thrust them back into it after now a month out? Yeah, it's a month out. He's, um, I think it was four weeks in this week. So he's in line with where he was expected to return. He wouldn't have been back for the Cup of Nations. I wouldn't start him. I, there's no reason to throw him straight back into that starting eleven when everyone's doing so well. When Jota's in form, Nunes is in form, Diaz, you've still got Gakpo there as well. You've got Luton. That's a nice one to give him a first start, get him an hour against Luton, and then he can just be unleashed against Chelsea in the League Cup final. But yeah, small steps. You don't want to risk it because then if he goes in and picks up another injury, then you're having the exact same conversation that people are saying on Sebastian Trent when they're given all the criticism towards the medical team and the clock will just bat it straight back away. And Doyle, put yourself in the shoes of a Premier League attacker if you were... Which one? Right or left. One of the right-sided ones. Okay. If um, if you were enjoying that run of form that these players have in Salah's absence, mm. would you be slightly aggrieved if Salah did just come in and start at 12, half 12 in Brentford? Well, there's a... I mean, from, from a very dispassionate point of view, Mohamed Salah is obviously Liverpool's best player, so you'd expect him to come in when he's available and you can't really complain too much about that but there's a there's a, a you know obviously in the press room we get to speak to a lot of former players and this was a conversation about this quite a few months ago not about this Salah but just a general conversation about players who play and then when they get told right you're not playing even though there's a very good reason for it that he said if he was playing then he'd just be like get lost to the manager not to the manager but you know that would be his thing it's like I don't care whether he's back I want to play kind of thing and that's what I would assume most players deep down are like, oh, you'd like to think they are. You don't want any footballer, certainly at that level, to be happy that he's not playing. So, yeah, That's you part of the reason why Henderson looked to leave, wasn't it? Mm. Being told that he wasn't going to start every week. Well, then he... Again, well, let's not go down that road again. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah, if you ask me the question, if, you, if, I, if I am a, a very skillful right wing, I'm, I'm not... wouldn't be great at heading, I don't think, but I could pass it. And, you know, I don't know where the goal is. It doesn't move. Um, and so on and so forth. you again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the control of Jota, the composure of Nunes, <laughs> the the height of Salah, uh, so on and so forth. Anyway, yeah. So, no, I think I think it's just just part of it. That's part of the game. That's it. You know, if if if, if when Salah does come in, he will come in, and he, everybody knows that when he's fit, he's going to start almost all of the game because he has them for the past six years. The challenge has been for the ones who've come in on that right wing and Diaz had a one, go for one game, Gakpo had a couple of games, Elliot had some games which ended up being Jota, is to make sure that then when Salah comes back, they go, hang on a minute. Yeah, he's back here, but I want one of those other two spaces because almost every other player I've mentioned there can play in the other two spaces. So then it becomes a problem for Klopp that he'd, he'd quite enjoy. I think with Salah as well, it's almost where if you keep him off, they're probably a bit more fire in his belly to go. Increased, well, he's missed. He's missed eight games, hasn't he? So he's he's that's the longest he's ever missed. I'm pretty sure that as Liverpool player, which which in six and a half years for a player who obviously very intense, you know, style of play and you know such a very high pressure level all the time. And when he goes and plays in Egypt, he's obviously the expectations are very big. And of course, he's a player who gets kicked around quite a lot. And for whatever reason, the statistics shows that he gets hardly any fouls compared to quite a lot of the other players. So, you know, he's he's. 
he knows all about that. So if you're Salah, yeah, when you get back into that team, but he's also not soft and he'll know quite well that he'll come back in when he's ready. And if he's the substitute, if, if he's a substitute, sorry, at Brentford, so be it. He'll just be happy to get some minutes. Makes me quite glad that he's only made the return to team training now. Like when he gets that injury, you almost expect them to be rushed back for Egypt if they're carried on in the tournament and play in the semi-final or play in the final. But the fact that it was basically the full four weeks, they've at least taken their time to make sure he is right. They've had a long, hard look at him in training this week. They'll know if he's ready to start or if it's just substitute action. I think Theo, throw to you. When you when you think of Brentford, they are quite a a, a big, strong team. You can see with Tony and and they now have got Neil Mope firing. At times, um, but with firing on social media, so yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, yeah. Yeah. but with Endo and uh, McAllister, which game or which which play do you think it's more suited for in the six? It's a difficult one because at the moment you probably say both of them start, and you're not going to have Endo further forward. Uh, they've both done really well in the position when they've been turned to. I, Endo, I think he's exceeded expectations, and McAllister has certainly adjusted to the position really, really well. If we'd been having this conversation two, three months ago, we'd have all been saying, "Oh, we want to see him at number eight. We don't want him as at number six. But now it's it's a shame there isn't a number number eight available. So then you've got the top option of one or the other at number six, but they're both very gifted players. I think this sort of game against Brentford, it's, it's made for Endo. He's so good at winning the ball back. He, he's not shy of a, a physical challenge. He's good at getting in the air as well, despite the fact that he's not the tallest. But then Mark McAllister's so good on the ball as well. Like Doyley was at the Bournemouth game, and he was just brilliant in terms of winning it back, rising to that physical challenge there. They're both going to be important, and I imagine they're both starting this one. Doyley, I think... Brentford's Digitech Community Stadium mm. going on sponsors is a bit of a tricky breathing ground for Liverpool, isn't it? They have struggled, and I think Man City struggled in the first half, albeit against. Well, Arsenal's got a last minute winner there as well, didn't they? So it's going to be a difficult battle across the pitch, but I think midfield will be where it's won or lost, so it is another big call. In that I position. almost, I almost, I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think it's necessarily in midfield, a midfield battle, but I think Liverpool's midfield will, have, will be very important. So I agree with you on that point. I think uh, I beat, well, I don't think, I know. I've been to Brentford twice and since Liverpool have been there in the Premier League. Um, on both games, what's interesting, the second game, Tony didn't play and he still won 3 1. First game was the 3 all game. And the first 20 minutes was like every time, but Brentford would get the ball. And it's not Wimbledon like the old days, Wimbledon. To get it forward to Tony and he would get hold of it or deflect it. I mean, Klopp even made mention of it, yeah, didn't yeah. he? He said, like, I'm not saying he just deflects it, but he always seems to get something on and then puts it back into the zone where Brentford's the second balls. Klopp today called them, like, probably one of the best second ball teams in the in the country, which they are because they just... That's where their midfield makes a difference. But Liverpool's midfield will have to, I think, drop back and I think it was older, wasn't it? In his, was it in his column where he said, uh, I know you didn't do it this week, did you? No. Yeah, so that lost, that's lost you on that one. <laughs> John Aldridge, our columnist, he mentioned the fact that there could be a tactical switch where they could move both McAllister and Endo to be the two, two, certainly when uh, Brentford are attacking, because that can offer a bit more protection to the the back four, certainly the two central defenders, whoever that's going to be, and they can help pick up these loose balls and then put Liverpool on the attack, because that's where Brentford will pick up a lot of the ball or look to do it, and that's where that more more paid just kind of flitters around there and... They've got Visser back for this one, though, don't they? They've got yes. the players back from Cup of Nations, yes. and he's got a and great record. Yeah, well. he does really well against Liverpool. I mean, I mean, just the whole thing. It's it's a small ground, but it's a very good ground, and the the crowd are always up for it. And just the way that Brentford play means it's going to be difficult for Liverpool because it's one of these things about you know styles. Was it styles make fights? Well, styles make a very 
good game in this one, and it definitely won't be nil-nil, that's for sure. And with the Tony's stuff, I think with defenders as well, Canarte struggles in recent years, and I think it's going to be a physical battle, so the midfield is going to be important. And it is, yes, <laughs> but not in a way that you were thinking. No, yeah. it's that way, so okay, sure. fine, fine. But it's going to have to, they are going to have to. Yeah, by which when we were talking about a midfield battle, whenever we th- I think of that, I think of the Merseyside derby throw the ball on twenty minutes into the game after they've just been kicking four cans out of each other. But I, it's not like that with this this Brentford team, is it? They're not. They're very physical, but they're not dirty. They just get in your face, but they tend to mostly play it fair. And uh, I think there'll be one or two bruises on Liverpool's players by the end of this game. And you mentioned Elliot before, he started the game where they lost 3-1 last year. I'm pretty sure he played in the midfield three. Subbed at our time, wasn't he? Subbed at our time, and I think he was he was involved in giving away the ball for one of the goals. I think Brentford had two goals disallowed in the first half as well. I think oh, they could have... Every exactly like, like yeah, so Brentford very good at set pieces, very good at the counter-attack, which, who does that remind you of? Liverpool? Football. Um, Segways perfectly, set pieces. They are, um, Brentford are going to be dangerous from them. Liverpool... Good attacking them, slightly cagey at times, defending them. Where is going? Where is it going to be important? Do you think? What set pieces? Yeah. Defending them, <laughs> scoring from them, <laughs> heading well, it clear. That'll be good. The last two, <laughs> last two home games. Is it last two games? No, like Norwich and Burnley. Liverpool conceded sloppy goals from corners, so they're going to have to improve a hell of a lot on these set pieces. And as Doyle has just reminded us, Brentford looked like they were going to score every single corner New, they got. Newcastle scored one as well, didn't they, from a corner? They were all in front of the cop yeah. end, yeah. So Liverpool are going to need to improve that. And there's been a lot of changes defensively in recent weeks. I think it's going to be a piece coming from Doyley for the morning on this defensive record yes, problem as well. Yes, Thanks uh, for reminding me. Have <laughs> you written it yet? Yeah, I've done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Liverpool are going to have to be a bit more physical and a bit smarter here. Like you mentioned with Canate, he was a fault for the third goal, wasn't he, against Brentford last year. None of that. He's back from suspension for this one. You need to really stand up be dominant, win absolutely everything. And then if you have that confidence behind them, then the rest of the team can be a bit more exciting. They can be a bit more relaxed and go and play their own game. But yeah, Alisson probably be back in goal. You don't want him to have any mix-ups with Van Dijk. Um, we'll see if it's Gomez or Bradley at right back or if Gomez is at left back, Robertson. So many chopping and changing here on the back four. There isn't a settled defence that probably plays a part in the fact that they are a bit leaky from these set pieces. And do stick stick with leaky set pieces, I think. You don't want leaky set pieces, do you? No. Certainly not on a Friday afternoon. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. But with the how sort of Liverpool have been to, um, conceding these goals from set pieces... I think against a team like Brentford, obviously with Burnley, they found a way back. But mm. against Burnley, they're going to be a team who sort of play off the crowd, aren't they? And they have been traditionally hard to break down for Liverpool. They have, but at home, I think Liverpool won 3 0 twice, haven't they? I think Liverpool did score three in that three all. Uh, and they did score in when they got beat three. I can't remember who scored. Who scored? Oh, that's right. Yeah, got it back to 2 1. That's right. And, and yeah, and Nunes had missed a chance early on. Which so made the line. Yeah, which may have been made the game slightly different, but yeah, what was that? That was 14, 13 months ago now. It's a long time ago. Liverpool and that, they lost that spark of injury as well. Yeah, that spark kind of the beginning of the end for Liverpool. Um, and certainly that team. Um, so it's a good test, I think, to see how far Liverpool have come in that time. Certainly with defensively. I mean, I was looking at it in in the in the article that I've written. Uh, which goes online on Saturday morning for anybody who's interested. Or the LFC app, if you do not. Indeed, like it's a very good, a very good application. Free, and, or if you want to sign up, it's there's a. It's one. not free if you don't. It's not free. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not free anymore. It's you not have to free pay anymore, for it, but it's but free it's, to it's, download, and you get 
20 articles free. Yeah, it's very, it's recommended. Yeah, because yeah, it's... Uh, well better than the website. Well, <laughs> you may very well say that we couldn't possibly comment. Um, what was the question again? Um, set pieces, right, yeah. So basically, Liverpool, uh, I think I'm right in saying they've conceded eight goals. I can't remember. It's something like eight in the last seven games or something like that, or eight in the last six. And in the 11 before that, they'd only conceded eight in that. And two of those were against Union Sandio Wire, which was a game that didn't really matter. So there has been this kind of sense that maybe the injuries and the chopping and changing has been catching up with them in terms of the defensive solidity. But they've always had the players, apart from against Arsenal, they've had the, and even then Arsenal needed. Alisson to have a rare, here you go, have two goals if you want, you know, moment. But uh, they always had some, enough to, to win the games, but there's going to come a time where that's not enough. And I think Brentford is a game where even if Liverpool do end up scoring one, two, three goals, they're going to have to defend well because Brentford will be a threat from first minute to last. And the way Liverpool play away from home certainly will suit Brentford. I mean, what Brentford don't want is a team that, comes and sits back and says, come on, try and try and beat us, whereas Liverpool are never going to be that when they go to Brentford because they can't. I'm going to have to make up a quick um, here. the others, but obviously this week the big news is killing Mbappe. Um, obviously he tends to be linked with Liverpool. But... It helped them against Brentford. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that, that was a good handbrake turn as well. Will he play? Yeah. Not, for, not for Liverpool, no. Nope. <laughs> um, but that may never happen, and our website will soon know that <laughs> interviews because we can't use them in title. What do you think? What do you make of... Um... Any more? Was it... <laughs> One more. Yeah. One more. We still uh, write about Jude occasionally. Jude, still got yeah. two years left at Real Madrid. Five-year contract. <laughs> but no, Mbappé's saga... The long-running feud, or whatever you want to call it, it's finally coming to an end. It PSG, no more, no more. Or Liverpool, could Liverpool? Are we hoping that it's actually done? Because haven't we been here at least twice before, where he said I'm off in the summer, and then he goes and signs a new contract? Can I just point out we're actually mentioned him in a podcast on Liverpool. He's never going to join Liverpool, so no, he's not. They can't he's afford not. him. That's been said. I know that. Uh, I mean, what was it Mikel Arteta said today that Arsenal's be in the conversation for Mbappe, and I think the conversation is here are all the teams that I isn't going to join. <laughs> Well, Arteta saying that it's similar to Liverpool around the time when they won the Champions League where, oh, we're competing for all these trophies. We want to have our name in with all these players. This is the level we're at now. Whereas Liverpool don't need to play that game because they've been at that level for a number of years, whereas Arsenal are trying to make that step. But he's a very good player. He's a very, very expensive player. And even if you lost a Mohamed Salah and you've got that void for him, he's still going to be on ridiculous amounts compared to anyone else. The fact that you look at the reports and Real Madrid, the offers apparently differ somewhat. Uh, if he actually is leaving PSG and it goes through this time, he sticks to his word. Imagine Real Madrid's the only place he's going to go. Who else is there? Who can actually afford him or has the ego to or just ignore the finances and make it happen and then deal with it later? Um, but Liverpool don't have a, a manager for next season. They don't have a sporting director for next season. This might have been your I wrote that, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to happen. Who's going to persuade him to come? Apart from me, obviously. His mum's a Liverpool fan. His mum's his agent. Fazer, if you're watching. It's one of them. It's one of them things. The, the transfer windows are a mad place and it's often weird and slightly wonderful. And it's also shut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it has been shut for several weeks now. Isn't this one word, though? Because they're saying that PSG still somehow get a transfer fee, even though he's out of contract. Yeah, he's agreed to. He's agreed to give up his signing on fee, is it, or something like that? Yeah. But anyway, he doesn't play for Liverpool any years, and let's move on to something else. If we're lucky, he might play against them in the Champions League next year. And Real Madrid have been a. Banana skin for Liverpool, really. So well, Real Madrid just get to do what they want, don't they? Let's be honest. There's no club like them. They'll and anyway, they'll be in the European Super League playing Barcelona every week or two, and so they can just you know go, go off. Away. 
Well, back on to football. Um, Is that not football? Well, football. <laughs> so, so we've got... Um, yeah, capital F. On, on the weekend, we have Brentford, 12.30 yeah, kickoffs. Yep. Often drop that. That's, that's put it clearly the, uh, the most entertaining. No, they're not. Uh, but I th- as I, for reasons mentioned before, I don't think there's going to be any problem in terms of atmosphere, in terms of Brentford being up for it. It's up to Liverpool to, to match that, to be honest. Goalkeeper, Kelleher. Oh, we're picking the team now? Yeah. Ah, right. Um, Kelleher, uh, I think he did really well against Burnley, but obviously Alisson is now back, and he starts. Right back and defence. I think centre-backs could be a difficult one. Does Canate yeah. come straight back in? Canate comes in with Van Dijk, and then you'll put Quantzer in for Canate midweek. Uh, it's a bit more challenging at full-back, I'd say. With the set-pieces, Gomez starts for me, I think starting at right back with Robertson keeping his place on the left um, Bradley's obviously got the pace which would be useful against Brentford on the counter-attacks but I think you need someone who's a bit stronger in the air Midfield Now I'm mentioning defence first Come, oh, on. Defense, you, come on, you sorry. don't even listen to this podcast I don't know, you know. Um, So yeah, defence obviously it's the, I don't think there's any doubt that it'll be Canati and Van Dijk especially with Canati having not played last week um, through suspension I'd play Bradley at right back he is quite tall and he'll have been used to playing against big lumps. Not that I'm saying, you know, Brentford are big lumps, but he'll have been used to playing against not, you know, big players when he was playing for Bolton in the in League One last year. And I played Gomez at left back because as far as I'm concerned, it's interesting what I played Gomez at left back on Merited to Robertson because I think Gomez has been, I said this before, Liverpool's best player for the past six weeks. If that happens, it's going to be a very easy analysis piece tomorrow. Just make it about yourself, Theo. <laughs> Midfield, um, I'm going to go with our esteemed columnist, John Aldridge, and say that I think there has to be a tweak. I will play Endo and McAllister, and I will play them, certainly defensively, as, as the double pivot. I hate saying that. You know, reverse the triangle in the whole, all that kind of football yeah. terminology. That uh, Just play them. Um, them two, and I'd also play Curtis, a little bit advanced. But even if it's the normal three... Endo's the number six. Uh, same trio, but in the traditional three, I think, just because it's a bit easier to stick with that. And we'll have to go to attack them, won't we, Theo? <laughs> uh, Does Salah jump straight back in? Is no, the, no, already said. Salah's on the bench for me. Just, just wonder if you change your mind. Um, Jota starts on the right. Nunes down the middle and Diaz on the left. That's a, an unchanged front three. I think you're, you're going slightly differently. I'm going different because I think um, Gakpo... He's played the last couple of times against Brentford. He's about seven foot tall, or he seems it. Right, and I think he'll play, and I think he'll play down the middle because uh, he can drop in. Another one who can drop in, um, and he'll definitely be needed at set pieces. I'd play Jota on the right because he has to play. And I think looking a little bit further ahead, I'd play Nunes on the left. I think Diaz just, pro- you know, and, and then you've got Diaz and Salah to come on. You know what I mean? It's like suddenly Liverpool, you know, are looking very, very good in attack. And that team's looking very, very tall. Yes, especially with their physicality, the back Ben me against Darwin Nunes. It's that's we it. We all wake up early to watch on a Saturday morning. Wake up early. It's half twelve. It's not like it's nine o'clock in the morning. Well, no, but some some of our view, oh, some of our listeners and viewers in America will be getting up early. So How many countries have you mentioned so far? That's America, Australia. Is there any more? We've got Ireland. Ireland are a big yeah. Thank you to Ireland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's Thank you to Ireland for what? For listening. Well, I'm killing yeah. so yeah. long live the blues. Well, Doyle. <laughs> I'll leave you hanging there, thanks. Uh, so back into it with the predictions for this week. Um 
Okay, what I will say this is that if Liverpool win, I think it's, it'll be such a massive result. I genuinely think it'll be a massive result for the rest of the Premier League season and also for the few games that are coming up. I think... I, I, just, I just think it would be that big. That's also... Yeah, it won't be like Arsenal beating Liverpool or Coventry or someone like that, you know what I mean? Which is me buying time to try and think of a result which I actually think it'll be too old. <laughs> could could the twelve thirty the case come back to haunt Liverpool? Or maybe they're unbeaten them this season, aren't they? Well, I know, but, but in current times you can't drop points, can you? Especially with people. Well, the past old times where you could. Well, yeah. Like, it's, it's, come it's, on, you better than this. You better than this. These games are must wins, aren't they? Every game's must win. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going for a draw as well. It's just I do think a draw would be a good result though. It would in, be, in but... terms of the but I'm still saying if it, if they win, it would be massive. Yeah, and then you're just fretting a little bit when you've got the League Cup final because City will go top that weekend. Yeah, because no one's expecting that really. <laughs> Any scores? I said oh no, I didn't. I said, I said a draw, didn't I? Yeah. Um, I'll go for two as well. Two. What are you saying, Stephen? What do you think's going to happen? You're going to be getting up early, tuning in, getting all the, the, the pre-match event and everything. Yeah. To watch it yeah. with, no, no, with I'm, your killings. I'm, I'm working at 10 6. I'll be. Uh, <laughs> I'm pessimistic. I'm a very pessimistic football fan. And I tend to think these games will be cagey. I'm going to go 1 0 Liverpool. I think I'm pessimistic. You reckon they'll win? Pessimistic, but I don't think it'll be a good watch. Never is these 12 30 kickoffs. You don't like twelve thirty kickups, do you? No, not at all. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a Jurgen Klopp on this one. Mm. He's leaving though, so you're going to be leaving. No, um, yeah. No. Well, it could be my last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now, thank you for tuning in to this week's Blood Red podcast. I've been Stephen Killen, joined by Theo Squires and Ian Doyle. Make sure you stick to our social media channels. I've got Facebook, YouTube, which you, which you could be watching on, and I'll link trees with Spotify. And Twitter, make sure you subscribe and ding dong that notification bell so that you never miss a moment of the action. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.